you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL podcast never refuses free underpants. That's true. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. So many heroes. Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? What's up, gang? <laughs> hey. That's actually not true off the top. Uh, we were given free underpants. Uh, months ago, and I wound up giving them to the Paramore in a strange oh, uh, development. Interesting. For everyone. Slash yeah. inappropriate on some level. Feels inappropriate to me. I'm actually, and I'm not kidding, wearing me undies right now. They really? Are, I am totally sold on the product, and I wow. continue to long for them to return as a sponsor. They're rare. The rare. Sh- Sponsor for that sponsor that's no longer with us. I could tell that you were sold on them, really, just based on your reaction at the media summit we had that night. Yeah, knew from the start. I thought Mark was sold on uh, white wine Mm. at that. At that, well, it's possible to have been sold on both. (laughs) Well, it 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 takes a lot to impress Mark because famously he didn't wear underwear for Mm. a decade. They changed my my clothing style, my clothing habits. I remember being fascinated by that and went on for years, and then one day. All of a sudden, no longer was it right. just a, a thin layer of denim <laughs> separating you from everything. I remember yeah, Mark I, being I, annoyed that I brought that up on the show once. Yeah, I and, can't and, I, and I continue to be annoyed that you just did it about a minute ago. Uh, any chance you go back to Commando? It all depends. Over? I mean, the, if I lived in Minnesota in like the thick of winter, no. But like out in California, it's like I don't. Why? Why do I need extra layers of clothing all over me? No. Easy breezy. There you go. Exactly. Uh, a lot to get to today. Big show. Um, we have. Let's see. What do we got coming up today? Let's go through. We have Monday Night Football. The oh, Lions yeah. and Packers uh, played at Lambeau Field, and uh, yeah, things are getting more and more grim uh, for the Packers by the day. Uh, also. We are going to preview Thursday Night Football. Uh, That is a NFC West matchup between the Seahawks and Cardinals. And then, yes, it's been teased for a while. Uh, It got pushed back a week. Mm -hmm. But now is the time. We're midway through the season. It's time to stick a fork in some teams. Yes, it's an around the NFL podcast tradition uh, where we decide which teams have literally no chance of making the playoffs and it's not a hap- It's not always a happy show. Um, and uh, speaking of which, not always happy news to report, Mark. We are a news podcast at our heart, uh, and you have some very sad news from Sessler Manor, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's this came out of nowhere. Um, as you know, we have had a little kitty at our house that our children named uh, Boo, despite many great names from pouring in from the listeners. Hashtag ATN Cat. But yesterday. Uh, we were preparing to take uh, the little kitty to the vet to kind of prepare it for like an adopted home. And my wife, Simone, who was taking care of it with our neighbor um, around the clock, basically, found it and it had passed away. No. It was, yeah. So Boo is gone. And I. it was a very sad uh, moment for our family. And like I came into this not 
kind of always for years decrying cats, not a cat person, don't trust people own, who own cats. You don't trust me? No, but I mean, it, especially guys that own cats. But I've changed my <laughs> nice whole I've changed yeah. my whole feeling on that, that it, it really... Especially guys that don't own well, cats. Well, that's how I've felt for years. Oh, but I, Yeah, no. so that... It, the one good thing is on Sunday night, uh, before it passed away, both our little boys, Luke and Colton, had time to spend with it and feed it and stuff. So they were very... Oh my God! It's too bad. So ATN Cat did not make it very sad, um, but uh, I almost feel like now uh, we need some type of mascot more than ever. ATN Cat could have been that boo. Yeah, it just didn't work out. Uh, But Mark, you and the family, you did your best. Well, there was natural. I think that you know my my wife Simone did like the most work along with our neighbor, and they were heartbroken because I think for them it felt like we failed, and they really didn't. The vet was like. This cat did not have a large chance to live. It was found days after it was born, and it was really in ragged shape. And so, you know, they did do everything they could. We should do something in the name of Boo. Yeah, we should prosecute Mom Cat, by the way. Mm. Have, has anybody heard from Mom? She's been back, right, in the backyard? She's, yeah, that's a whole other no. subplot. Well, yeah. she just, I think Mom Cat is no milk a, saucer has, for you, honey. had a lot going on in her own life, from what I can tell. Personal oh. problems? I don't know. I don't know that the skinny. Anyway, very bad news, uh, and, and I really feel badly for your family, Mark, uh, but uh, we will move on, and maybe another cat shows up. Who knows? It's possible, right? It's very possible. They said that Seems this, like it- this irresponsible mom cat, the, the vet said that she might lay some more cats. Yes, our backyard apparently you don't is... Lay it's cats. A, it's lay a, <laughs> Our backyard seems to be sort of a landing by. spot for and, this. So. And you learned a valuable lesson that maybe not all cats and, and cat owners, you know... Like my mom's a big, big yeah. cat. No, but cat no, it's only cat. male cat. No, oh, okay. it was much more. Yeah. Or my, no, I, I guess like, my dad. A male cat owner were more. Those guys so were you more don't, on my radar. You don't trust John. No, but now my opinions that have changed. That checks out. My opinions have changed. <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust John for a variety of other reasons. <laughs> Not pet ownership. All right. So, John Ronald Gonzalez, born no. 12, 1977. That guy. Sports writer, was NFL media broadcaster, Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Right. And a cat. See, that that drop is not even correct. We don't recognize cat. At least I know. we didn't until now. Yes. We only recognize one cat on this podcast. And it's Boo. It was Boo, and now Boo's gone. So, once again, Pat's uh, cat's persona non grata. Rest in peace, Boo. Rest in peace, Boo. Let's uh, talk about Monday Night Football. Stafford goes back, cocks his arm, throws a long pass down the near sideline. A diving, leaping catch, and a touchdown! Detroit on the near sideline. What a grab by Marvin Jones! Who was that again? That was Kevin Harlan. Of course, it's Kevin Kevin Harlan of Westwood 1. Matthew Stafford threw for 361 yards, two touchdowns, both uh, uh, to Marvin Jones and the Lions. Three-game losing streak. Fiend, after a 30-17 win, on Monday night over the Packers, uh, who uh, Greg Rosenthal. Um, let's start with the Packers. We're going to get to the Lions. I, because to me, the story on some level was the Packers, this idea that perhaps that they could survive Aaron Rodgers, uh, his absence, and, and hang around in the NFC playoff picture until Rodgers potentially could come back. That all feels like a pipe dream, especially after last night's game. Yeah, Brett Hundley doesn't he holds the ball too long when they try to go down the field and otherwise you know they're just throwing the ball so short in the first drive they're saying well this is how you build up a young quarterback you know on twitter like nice short passes like you can't do that the whole game and i watched these three games now with hunley one where he came in as a backup and i'm thinking show me something mike mccarthy you had two weeks yeah. to prep for this game and dom capers on defense but you had two weeks to prep for this game and you came out of the bye and this is what they came out with and now i'm just not expecting to see it this season i'm with you and it's it's another you look at, you look at houston you look at green bay and these teams around the league that think they can build an organization without a franchise quarterback start there forget about it the, the packers and the texans are dead meat now because their one starting quarterback is out and the complexion of the entire team changes. You can call it a team sport, and it is, but there's it, you remove Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are beatable by anyone in the league right now. Well, it's a bummer for anybody who's an NFL fan just because of the way that these games are now. I mean, you watch the Packers and it's just they're a shell of themselves. They can't score any points. And like you said, Greg, I mean, they, they had a bye week to prepare for this. And now next week they're facing a, a division rival. I guess you could say a rival. I mean, they're, they're facing the Bears. And they're going to be on six days rest. Like, 
that's short. That's a short week for right. them. I don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to come out and score any points. But that's on the organization. It's not just on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think every team would collapse. It, it's hard to compare Aaron Rodgers to anyone, but I don't think the Patriots, for instance, would collapse as much with, with Tom Brady because you would expect other parts of the team to step up. Get a stop, Packers defense. I mean, that's part of the reason. They were letting the Lions go up and down the field all night. I mean, there's there's two different groups here, and one of them's had the same coordinator since, I don't know, 1941, it feels right. like, with Dom Caper, and F1 they're not Dom. getting any more stops. Well, they have Blake Martinez trying to cover Golden Tate. I mean, yeah. it's like Detroit looked extremely lively in the passing game because of the way Green Bay could not cover them. They lost Morgan Burnett again, too, in this game. He was just coming back, which was going to be a big boon for them. And so another another key player goes They lost down. Brian Bulaga on the yeah. line to Tony yeah. ACL. I mean, they, they are – we're going to – Jordy Nelson's not quite – Bring them up He used later. to be a top five or six right. receiver. Right He's not quite that guy either. But it doesn't matter. I mean, Devontae Adams is – you could say he's a top 10, top 20 receiver. And – all these guys, Reggie Co- uh, Randall Cobb's a nice, useful slot guy and could be good at, with a really good quarterback. Who seems to vanish for everyone's, games at a time. Yeah. Everyone's wasted. Martellus Bennett, he's been, even before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, he was not a factor. Um, I just think that the, the Packers are done. They're cooked. They're done. Well, that's, so. a, that's a, te- that. it's a, a tease for later. But Matthew Stafford and the Lions would have been very difficult to beat in this game regardless because of the way their offense was playing. And that Not one punt. Right. That doesn't have anything. For to- the first time since 1971, the Lions did not have a punt in a game. Matthew Stafford is so good when he's on. I mean, he is as talented. If it's just a contest of which quarterbacks – if they're protected well, can make the prettiest and biggest variety of throws. Stafford is right there, I think, with yeah. Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback talking in the league. Hole? You talking what? turkey hole? Uh-oh. I mean, if he can stick it in the turkey hole, that's for sure. Calm down, Greg. <laughs> Family podcast. Yeah, please. No, but he can. He throws it between the corner and the safety. John Gruden was obsessed with it uh, during the game. He brought it up a bunch of times. Turkey hole this, turkey hole that. We have it, actually. I call that the turkey hole. Don't ask me why. Let me show you what the turkey hole is. It's the turkey hole. It's the area when the corner rolls up, there's a hole between the safety and the corner. It's not an easy throw. you got to be able to rifle it in there, Sean. And I had a quarterback here in Green Bay who was able to do that at a high level. Uh, Brett Farvey's talking about, of course. Mark, Mark, strangely, this got on your radar, yes or no? Uh, not this so much as the North Dakota strong bit from last week. I know that you you heavily produce these shows and you want to go in with a couple items that, but I sometimes think, and I like Gruden a lot, but it's like, you, you can't every week come out with like a hashtag phrase that becomes like a cultural sensation. North well, it was, strong, it was trending nationally. I, I, they got was, but everything people. trends during, during Monday Night Football. And I get it, but it's just like... A big grump. North Dakota, week, North Dakota, yeah, Dakota Strong. Grump. Oh, so you, so you define North Dakota Strong as, I like as, a, as a sexy catchphrase? No, I, 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 it's I think, not sticking with me. I don't, and then he's saying he wants to be Daniil Hunter. Like, he says crazy stuff. You know why I like Turkey becoming the John Madden. Turkey Hole is different. I love John Madden. Turkey Hole's fine. Like, Turkey Hole's great. Again, this sport is a mystery, even to the people like us that cover it for a living. And who knew Turkey Hole before John Gruden started yelling about it? And then it's like, now you know some more internal lingo behind the scenes. I, I like listen, it. I'm I, in. I'm not grumpy about this game. There, my big winner, the parabolic mic guy. He got some great sound. I'll tell you, these, these games that are at 10 a.m. on the West Coast on, on CBS are a litany of like two camera setups where you're not even close to the field. I love the way these games No, I love the way these games are produced. There's 80 cameras, and the parabolic mic guy caught Stafford shouting out Mariota, Mariota before right. snaps, which yeah. I thought that was super cool. And I my one thing is if you're going to pay billions of dollars to produce these games, why are why is every game on Sunday not looking just as beautiful? is Sunday night football, Monday night football. What is the issue? Go budget. out and get – you You have the budget in theory. This is your number one product. It's the highest rated thing on TV. Get an extra 10, 12 cameras and make it beautiful. And power. It's, it's one game I'm just saying, I'm yesterday. just saying, this is, your, this is your blue ribbon product. Get it done. Mm. They also do have par- – I mean, I don't want to get on your point. They have parabolic, they have parabolic mics. mics. I'm saying it's also – it looks like a high school game, some of these CBS oh. early, early shows. It does. What an attack this is. That's, that's, that's go watch, go watch 12 hours of Game Pass where it's like you couldn't be farther from the field over and over. The, the Lions are, are one team that did take advantage. <laughs> we mentioned McCarthy Amazing. didn't do anything coming out of the bye. They put up almost 500 yards. They have looked like a different offense coming out yeah. of their bye. And they've got an easy schedule coming up, including your Browns this week. And I think yeah. the Lions got a chance. I think they have a chance to be a little relevant. 
and Stafford and Tate are about as entertaining as it gets. Marvin Jones. Like watching this team. I think they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. How about Golden Tate's catch on the sideline? His footwork was and amazing. Y- and yet they will fatally uh, fall fall apart at some at point. Some point uh, at no, some they point, will. they will. But they're I think a little they, soft still. And I, like that for that first and goal, and they, they don't know how to punch a ball in. Like right. they don't really have all the pieces to be no. maybe a deep January team, but they, they, they are fun. They're fun. a little yeah. better. They're, they're gonna finish ahead of the Packers. We're gonna have a different yeah. division winner, whether it's the Lions or the Vikings this year. And you know, that brings me to a point of Sunday night football coming up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And and it's really gotten on my radar here that I need to that we need to as a group and our listeners need to do something as a group to stand up and do something about it. Oh, tell us more, Greg. Yeah. Uh, not really on my radar. It's more something that I feel <laughs> it's more something that I feel like is if I think it was uh, Hans Christian Andersen that once said, Ooh, hello. "Be the change." Uh, our producer? There we go. That you want to see <laughs> in the world. We can change the Sunday night football matchup. In two weeks. Right now, it's Packers-Steelers. And the NFL will tell you, well, that game's still going to get good ratings. Sometimes the health of the sport and the entertainment of your fans is more important than ratings. The Saints and the Rams are playing that Sunday night. These two teams, that's 2017 football in a nutshell. Saints Rams, we can change. How? how Tell your congressman. Just a, just Happy a, Election Day, Mr. Politician. One question: yes. What is it that you're actually going to do to change uh, it? I am gonna the pressure pow- the NFL. The Tell people you, have the power. If, Mark. if you I don't, wanna, I just want okay, action if, steps okay. versus assuming this alone is going to if, make it happen. If the congressman do, doesn't yeah. work, you tweet at the NFL with the hashtag Flex Nola. That's N O L A. I was thinking of going no pack no, but that seemed negative. Maybe the NFL won't listen to that. They're not going to listen either way. They're going to listen. Flex Nola. Throw it in your hashtag. At the NFL, this is the movement. I'm with you. Anytime you can improve that Sunday night game that we we are here for until roughly 2 in the morning, I will happily do it. Resist the Packers. Take them down. Hashtag flex Nola. Love it. Uh, it. It just makes sense, people. Make it happen. Let's do some news. All right. Here we go. Jameis Winston uh, is going to miss multiple weeks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have decided to shut down their quarterback. Uh, Dirk Cutter told reporters on Monday this coming after that disaster against NOLA uh, on Sunday. Winston left the game at halftime after aggravating uh, the shoulder injury. He hurt it a month ago. So Winston's out for the next few weeks. This is a 2-6 and six team. Also, no Mike Evans, who's now been suspended for that uh, cheap shot uh, against uh, Lattimore uh, of the Saints when Winston, of course, was involved. He kind of started it, and then Evans ended it. He somehow was not kicked out of the game, but he will be suspended. He is appealing that suspension. So uh, a great, great season for uh, the Hard Knocks squad this year. Yeah, I mean, look at the way that this offense now, the offense, the defense, the entire team has been just falling apart. And you know who they're playing next week, Dan? Who? Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be playing the Jets. Of course I know that. Oh. Yes. Pretty uh, great. Save him, save him for Thursday. But, yes, I'm Uh-oh. very excited for a little. It's not. Even, it cannot be deemed a Fitzmagic revenge game because the Jets paid him $12 million. Yeah, I, that, I keep hearing that on Twitter. It's like, you, what is your upset? Why, why are you upset with this employer that just paid you a, a bathtub full of money? Yeah. Um, by the way, did you guys see, before we move on, forget, forget about the Bucks. I don't want to talk about the Bucks anymore. Uh, but unless you guys want, is anybody like hot about the Bucks? I think we've I set mean, our piece on this team. Yeah, annoying. Uh, but did anybody see Jameis Winston's pregame speech? I think we all did. Everybody did. Yeah, society did. Right. Just to listen in on this and watch this on the video show. I say one thing. I want everybody to look at me. I'm gonna pass it to Corn. I say one thing. Let's go. Oh God. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to eat a W tonight. Yeah. Come in. Sean Watson. Face in the background. <laughs> Sean so Jackson. Good. Yeah, d looks or, completely yeah. lost. The other thing that didn't make sense <laughs> to me, and yes, everyone's seen it. And if you haven't seen it, pause the podcast and check it out now. Uh, the way it starts, so he creates the W in his mouth and then says, let's eat the W. That's what I 
Like, I'm trying to, why doesn't it work? There's a lot of reasons why it doesn't work, but he's like, he puts his fingers in his mouth and then comes out with the W uh, hand, hand gesture and then says, let's eat the W. That, that was weird. How about this? Half the, half the people in that circle can't see what he's doing. So you've already lost the hand gesture that didn't make sense, even if you can see it. Well, I think, yeah, in general, just sticking your hand in your mouth and <laughs> it is not a, a way to inspire people. Did it, it's always going to be a little silly. Hey, I'm eating. <laughs> He's a little silly. Go ahead. No, please. No, please do, do it, Greg. Right. <laughs> he almost did it. Oh, that was. No. Why did you tell him to do it? Does it bother you, Greg? I know it's been you've been on the Winston train. Uh, Team Trev train is off the tracks. Winston train, not quite off the tracks, but this has not been a good look for him. He's 23 years old. He's going to have ups and downs. He's definitely he's he's not like he's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady going to have that kind of career. I still think he's going to be great. Did, Did that speech like spook you at all? No, he, a little bit though, just a tiny bit, like spook. A little bit. He spooked a little bit by. Well, I think we got. To, I mean, he's a he's kind of a wacky guy. We like we see that he's really into the motivation stuff. They can't know? all be winners. Exactly. It's like Winner. I think he's probably spent the night like thinking, "Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to go over well with yeah. my teammates." I'm Jameis Winston, and then it just it fell utterly flat. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, more quarterback news. This involving the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they will be activating Teddy Bridgewater to the 53-man roster this week, but the team is now talking about the possibility that Sam Bradford will be placed on injured reserve. This according to team sources. Uh, ESPN reported it. Uh, first, a final decision has not yet been made, but Bradford was not in the facility on Tuesday, um, but he did, uh, uh, or he is meeting with Dr. James Andrews. Uh, never good news to further examine that injured left knee and um, Colleen, this is one of those weird things because he played so well in yeah. Monday Night Football in week one, and then we learned as that week progressed that he had the bad knee. He came back a few weeks later, didn't re-injure it, but played so poorly he, he it was clear like he, he wasn't was right. And now they're talking about IR, and it just makes you think that this is something, a, a, a serious injury that there might not be a cure for, and that would be obviously a worst-case scenario. Yeah, and if they put him on IR, then he has to be there for eight weeks. So... He's going to end up done. missing the rest of the season, but his contract is up at the end of the season. So is that really the is that the best thing for them to do? I mean, I mean, I don't know about the rest of his career. I mean, this sounds like something that's a degenerative knee condition that there's not an easy solution to. And they're trying to avoid surgery. But I, I think it's safe. I think it's fair to say that Sam Bradford is is worried about his future. He should football. be. Yeah, I don't think that the. the future with the Vikings is really relevant at this point. I don't think they see him as anything beyond yeah, it's, the patch he was. The, the, the tra- not tragic, but it's just such a sad thing for Sam Bradford in terms of luck that literally the best performance of his career he preceded so this. That was yeah. it. The best performance of Sam Bradford's career was followed up days later well, by this injury popping inarguably, like we, we were so excited. Arguably the only memorable performance of his career. And it's not a knock on – I mean, I guess it is. But it's like Sam Bradford, a workman-like quarterback who won some games. I can't remember any of them other than a tie I think he was in with the Niners when the Niners were still good. But that that opener was the best thing he's He's, produced. He's had a weird career. He was a former number one overall pick and was a disappointment. And then last year I think he set the record for completion percentage. And then this year the season started so well. And to your point, Greg. I think they'd have a chance. If if you had 2016 Sam Bradford on this team, they could be a Super Bowl contender. Well, that's not going to happen. Moving on, Josh Gordon uh, is back in the NFL. Uh, The Browns announced Monday that their long-lost wideout will report to the team on Tuesday uh, to meet with officials um, from the organization. Following his reinstatement, the NFL announced last Wednesday Gordon was reinstated on a conditional basis by ROG uh, with the ability to, quote, join the Browns to attend team meetings, engage in conditioning work, and individual workouts. The earliest he could return uh, is Week 13 against against the Chargers, Mark, uh, what do you take out of this? I mean, we just, if you're watching the video version of this show, they just showed a highlight of him catching deep strikes from Jason Campbell. That's how long it's been since he's been really relevant in the NFL. And honestly, the, the story that came out yesterday from GQ where he talked about the that fact that he's, crazy. yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really kind of rooting for Josh Gordon, not from a Browns angle at all, but he talked about the fact he has a two-year-old daughter now and that he, before all this, that he played almost every game he can ever remember, either you know having 
been slightly drunk or high or or a combination before of before the, the games before the games and and yeah. he and you know NFL what NFL and college and he pointed out and I think he's absolutely right about this that he's not alone that there are other players and a bunch doing of guys that, weed and I think that and I think that he probably feels like all along that he's been singled out but he's also you know and he acknowledges in the piece too he made tons of mistakes he never really took I guess his sobriety seriously on any level and he is he he is the guy that made the decision to go back into rehab last October. And so the point is you hope that whole thing is progress in his life. The football version of Josh Gordon, I think it's fair to say I wouldn't say anyone should rely on anything until we see it. It just simply it doesn't matter no, yeah, until no, it happens. One, who knows? Yeah, I I thought from that GQ piece it was really interesting about him talking about how he had something in his system for every single game. He would take shots maybe before a game. Mm-hmm. He would drink like half a glass of alcohol, take a giant bong rip. rip like. What do people smell that on him? But well, he so they let them out. Conceal the smell yeah. on his clothing. Like they're, they're, you, even if you're a home game, you stay in a team hotel, and then they release you back to your residence for two, three hours or whatever, and you come back. And he would go home and do it, yeah. not at the hotel, and he'd, he'd clean himself up, you know, smell wise, I guess, before he got back. But he he said that every time he went to rehab before this last time he was doing it for other people or he was doing it for the wrong reasons he was doing it because you know he wanted to play football again or he was doing it for his coaches or his teammates or you know his family but this time he was doing it for himself because he actually thought that he was going to end up killing himself Mm, and so you know you just hope that he can really get himself back on track this time addiction man it's no joke um all right finally in the news hey Good news for a wide receiver, another wide receiver of the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster got his driver's license. He doesn't have to ride his bike? Don't need the bike no more. Although I think he should stick with the bike because he's getting a lot of juice off the bike. Um, If he goes to car now, he won't nearly have the... You're just a normal civilian, right? Right. That was the whole thing. I mean, I feel like if we were covering high school football, like a player getting their driver's license would be a big news update. I don't. It's a little strange to be discussing this for an NFL player, but uh, Mark, to you, each his own. You told a good story in our pre-prod meeting, uh, which <laughs> not to be confused with our coffee and Danish meeting ahead of the the mm. fork segment. So many meetings. Uh, your first experience uh, with a license did not go too well. No, well, I mean, famously a terrible driver, Mark. I am a terrible driver. I don't even really drive at this point to begin with, but I. This was like ages ago, and it was a snowy morning when I had to take the written and drive it driven version of my driver's test, which I was petrified because you had to get twelve, at least twelve out of sixteen right to advance the onto the driving side. I got twelve right on the nose at some computerized program, and then I had to drive around the, uh, Danbury, Connecticut, uh, which I'd never driven in my life. Basically, it was like busy streets and crazy ambulances with this like guy, probably barely past that version life. of it barely passed that and then on the way home my dad was he was like very proud he said you know great job he's like why don't you drive home from here and i thought okay and it was again it was like slick oh, snowy God. streets about 10 minutes into this like slick snowy streets into this windy hey, dad come back to us well no he yeah. was you know it's like you're you're a guy now you have yeah. a driver's license why would dad drive you home i totally get the point of view i got into a a fender bender in the middle of nowhere with this car that had been parked for like 20 yards. Somehow I hit it. And then my dad drove home the rest of the way. And I thought this was an (laughs) epic disaster. (laughs) And I really, I didn't really drive again for, I didn't want to tell my friends that I had the license because I was a little older than a lot of people in my grade. So I, one of the first people to get a car, but it's like, I'm not going to play carpool guy. (laughs) <laughs> every weekend that was no. the even downside feel- if you yeah. got the license I didn't either but I had a friend who got his license earlier and we just oh they're always, always getting banged yeah. although it's less of a deal for that guy because he's not just hitting parked cars all over the place like, like Here, right. here's one of my favorite Mark Sessler uh, car related fun facts <laughs> Mark we've known each other for over seven years now we've worked together for seven years mm-hmm. I have been in a car fewer times with you driving than the number of accidents you've been in in that time, two wow. to one. I listen. I've taken myself off the road. I'm just not a good driver, and I'm okay with that. I think I drove you four blocks to a car repair shop to get your car. That's it. Yeah. That's it. No. Was that it? Yeah. I yes. I, that's I, it. I handled that, that task time. correctly. You nailed that. No issues with that one. Um. All right. That's what's happening. Oh, so congratulations, Juju. Uh. That's what's happening in the news. All right. It's time. Oh, hop on those shoulders. Uh-oh. Because we're going to find out who's got the shoulders of greatness. Presented by Head and Shoulders, our Thursday night preview. And uh, yes, uh, this is a NFC West matchup uh, between the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks in Glendale, Arizona. Is it Glendale? Yeah. 
Correct. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your thoughts on this game, Greg Rosenthal? Well, this is the game where we can maybe put the Cardinals to rest, and they'll they'll be talked about in a little bit. One of many four and four teams in the NFL which you just don't take seriously, which is how I view them with Drew Stanton. Now, they do have Adrian Peterson running pretty well. It's like depends on the week whether you believe in him or not. But I I don't know. I have a hard time seeing them putting the ball into the end zone against the Seahawks. I feel like it's a little bit of a trap gamey scenario for Seattle because it's in Arizona, and I could see these games are always strange. Uh, sure, this I, has been a great, good rivalry the last five years. It has, and it's the two best teams in November since 2013, and that includes some bad Cardinals teams that you know kind of rose up during that month. So I don't know. I, I think the thing is the key is stopping Russell Wilson. No, no quarterback in the league is being leaned on harder mm-hmm. through the air. It's like really the only type of offense they have right now, or him on the ground. Got the running game going a little late in that yeah, game. But most of it was him. I would, I would say. I think they maybe found a little something late in that game. Pete Carroll could feel good about with Thomas Rawls that maybe Eddie Lacy getting hurt, uh, you know, proves that Michael Lo- like that Michael Lombardi yeah. phrase that sometimes you're one injury away from getting better, and I think that could be it. And and we were just watching on the video show all the highlights from Adrian Peterson, who he had 37 carries in this game. That's a career high for him. So I'm wondering if he five days later. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the recovery standpoint there on a short week with all of that volume, but also the Cardinals front seven played a really good game last week, and you're going up against a bad offensive line again with Seattle. So, uh, like, Carlos Dansby was awesome point. in this game. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough one for Russell Wilson. They're, they're talented enough, unlike the Packers. Like, I've been waiting for this Cardinals defense to be a little better this year. Like, they're more talented than the Packers in terms of maybe the defense could carry a, a poor quarterback. The Redskins mm-hmm. held the Seahawks without points on the first drive, 10 drives last game. Uh, then, the, then the floodgates open. But I do think that you can game plan and stop this offense, and we've seen it multiple weeks for quarters at a time with Seattle. Drew Stanton was okay um, in the start last week, and uh, he'll probably have to be a little better than okay to to beat the Seahawks. But uh, Earl Thomas is still a question mark. He missed that game. We saw how vulnerable the secondary is there, uh, their inability to get a stop at the end of the game against the Redskins. So that will make a major difference, and you would think – on a short week, and the last thing the Seahawks want to do is have Earl Thomas re-aggravate a hamstring injury that maybe they, they give him another week. We'll see, but that would be a big difference in this game too. Dwayne Brown really helped the Seahawks. I mean, the, the rest of the line struggled, but he played well. Now he's going up against Chandler Jones. Like I think he's going to make a difference for this. They got Those a, could they, be they, the shoulders. Of great. He's got some great shoulders, Dwayne. Solid. They had 14 well pace, I think, in that Redskins game. They, have got to, they cannot do that every week. Right, they have, they have a guy on their team – Jermaine Effetti, I believe, has four more penalties than any other offensive lineman in the league. Bad like shoulders. At, at some point, I don't know. You got to do something. You got to take him out, or you got to do something. Blair Walsh is also. He will be the kicker for the Seahawks. Uh, Connie Fox just said he had bad shoulders. Seemed a little bit of a cheap shot, but bad um, shoulders. Uh, no, Three he his field goals. He I needs, thought that'd be all over your radar. Yeah, no, no, it is. It's all <laughs> over my radar. But he um, needs to have a good game, or they're going to get. Well, this is the rematch of a. a one of the most famous <laughs> games of last year, which had some key oh, wild field goals. Oh. Field goals. Yeah. Mm. Yep. It's true. I hope it's not like that again. That's true. Um, all right. There is your Thursday night football preview. The shoulders. Head and shoulders. <laughs> That's more than head and shoulders was expecting. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, they say in life there are no guarantees. Yeah. They say there's no sure thing. Well, I'm here to tell you there might just be one exception. It's Husky. Husky. Oh, that, right. That, got that right. Home Depot Husky Tools. In 1924, Husky started making things for people who make things. And they did it with common sense. That meant adding function, never frills, and making tools that stood the tests of time. 93 years later, Husky is still making quality-crafted, durable tools. And Husky stands by their mm. hand tools for life. They should. So they gave them a lifetime warranty. Wow. Like the Husky Ratchet mm. with a 100 position ratcheting design and a 10% longer handle that standard ratchets to do what other ratchets can't. You're really into that ratchet, huh? Or the virtually unbreakable Husky Flashlight with the ability to withstand a 30-foot drop and work in up to one meter of water submersion. If, the, if we're talking water uh, damage, do they go to the, the meter system? I'm confused. 
Hmm. Maybe that, that's that's a good question. What's up with this ad copy, Fulton? People don't use meter in this country. Why are we not fun. using feet? I don't know. I didn't make it. Just like you always say every time someone criticizes you about the copy, I just read what's told. Oh, yes. I just print, I just print what's sent. My, I, this is, thank One you, point Lindsay. photon. Um, my question for you is we need to get in touch with the Husky people to see if they have abandoned uh, the, the measurement that we use in this country. Just, Copy that. I'm yeah. on top of it. I think Husky is going to care at all. They're so they're so self confident in their product and in their delivery that they're not going to change a thing. I mean, maybe based on our complaints, maybe they are trying to be the change that you want in the world because uh, our our system's terrible. Got to get rid of it. Whoa, let's go hold metric. On, hold on to that hot take. Save it for the <laughs> metric podcast. Greg, learn more. <laughs> Uh, at www.huskytools.com. Husky, common sense tools since 1924 with hand tools guaranteed for a lifetime mm. found only at the Home Depot. All right. We'll say uh, one week ago, Greg tried to take all the mails down and Colleen with them in yes. this room about the fact that none of us have the brawn or the wherewithal to use any sort of a hand tool that we need to hire another male. Still waiting to for that. that sign to be put up in this well, room. Well, and the proof. But Dan, that st- stood on Dan's radar yeah. to the fact that we've had multiple discussions and it's gotten a little testy at times about <laughs> this. I, I will say Dan read that copy better than the other three podcasts that I've heard over the last few weeks that had the same copy. So I really liked it. Good Greg job, deflecting. There was yes, there was a. Uh, it came out that Greg doesn't own a toolbox. What? Um, so I'm, maybe we have some tools. I don't think there's a whole box. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll leave it there. All right, here we go. Let's move on. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that you know, we should get in touch with your lovely wife. Maybe you should use a tool, a toolbox. A man should have a toolbox. Yeah, you can borrow mine a she, gift. if you want. She, does, you know, we rent. First of all, and then second of all, she, Rent she really tools. takes still, care you of. You still need tools if you rent. have you're a renting. rental. No, she's, renting he's saying a house. he rents a house. No, I was going to say you rent tools. That seems overly complex. No, but just there's just still upkeep for yeah. a house. That's where you, that's where I get some. Don't surprise. you hang stuff on the wall or like like fix things we've, that are falling apart? We've tried. Apart? You're not going to get anywhere with this. Okay. She she mostly takes care of that sort of thing. <laughs> but Greg, I appreciate really. your confidence in in your manhood. It's okay if the wife handles it. You're just I don't need to do it. You're saying that's good. She's better at it. <laughs> let's move on. It is time. Yes. Finally, at long last, let's stick a fork in some teams. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> so stupid. Um, all right. So now if you're new to the show, newest to the show, uh, we need to give a little background what the stick a fork in them series is. Um, this is listen, it's respectful, but it's also we keep it real. We keep it real. It's, I yeah. know it's only week nine uh, going into week 10 now. But the hard truth is only, Greg, 12 teams make the playoffs. <laughs> That's right. And that means 20 teams. 20? 30. Minutes, 20 teams. Yes, 20 teams will be outside in the cold. And let's be honest, at least half those teams they're already dead in the water before we get to the second half of the season. That's what we're going to talk about today. We've been doing it for a few years now. And um, last year, how did we do last year? Do you remember? who did, We decided uh, right around this time last season, we sent about eight to ten teams, I think, uh, to the meat grinder. Uh, did we get burned last year? Yeah, the Texans, I believe, definitely burned us. I would say if you're a fan of any of the teams that we fork, you if you choose to not lose total hope, there are facts to back that up because every <laughs> single year we have a team or two that we get wrong. That's I accurate. think there was one year where, where we played it two years fair, ago. I think fairly we got it right. safe, and you guys were very angry about that. Well, because you we need right. to you need to go out on a limb at some point. You wait, can't wait till Christmas Eve to to decide that a team that has four wins isn't making the playoffs. True. Okay, right. you know, come on. But it's supposed to be the official end of their season, and we're we're wrong. Every year, yeah, no Almost one, no, no one from these teams or their fan base should be concerned at all about our ruling today. <laughs> you should be concerned because that means you're not having a great season, but right. it doesn't mean to give up hope. You know what I mean? I mean, it just you don't want to be brought up in this conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. But and, don't be so sensitive. Yeah, calm down. Um, and one last note: um, if we do get a team wrong, we will uh, make a charitable donation. We promise to uh, the city where that team plays. And I thought just because uh, Colleen has uh, over three shows and then, uh, although we haven't had these discussion, probably makes more money than us. (laughs) 
Colleen for sure. Will I don't know. I'm a woman, so well, sorry. That's a sad truth as well. Uh, but we're still going to go with you, Colleen. Colleen will make a charitable donation uh, this year. I'm just me. <laughs> <laughs> on top you guys of it, have on top me? of it being a sad, a sad truth that she's female. I didn't quite track that comment either. But uh, uh, pay scale. females make less pay. money. Oh, right. well, no, Colleen is, Colleen is pay, making more than probably the three of us combined. <laughs> I don't so know. That's that's fantastic. Good for her. Um, so thank you, Colleen, for all this. Now, wow. how do we decide? It's okay, Colleen. No one ever actually follows through with this. It's <laughs> I'll make a donation. Em- empty promise we have. Uh, Mark, uh, now this is when we discuss how we get to this. The, we decide. We have to get together. And, and how sure. do we do it? We meet uh, first thing in the morning. I'm talking 5 a.m. Early. We, we beat the Roosters to this conference mm-hmm. room at a local Holiday Inn. There's Danish coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Holiday Inn. Give me, give me tater tots. A, a Jewish delicacy, uh, Greg. Famous one. I'm locks. on it. Locks. locks. We get some locks there. Kanish. Maybe a little Kanish. A little Kanish. You know, and we get together. Did I say coffee? You said coffee. You, you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> little orange juice. And away we go. And we decide which teams get forked. And what we did today... In the in the in the service of saving some time, there are seven teams that we all decided over Danish, Greg, that were don't even get the You don't even discussion. get the, the enjoyment of hearing us talk about your team. That's the problem. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, it's just it's uh, we all unanimously. Agree. I mean, it's right. it's that we're not breaking any news here that the 49ers and the Browns. You're right. It's it's self evident that some of these teams don't need a lot of chatter. Here are we call this the uh, the damned seven. Ooh. The Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers, the New York Giants, the Demon, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Houston Texans, <laughs> Chicago Bears. So it's like kind of a brogue that you have, but not know really. What is happening there? Kind of. Who would have thought that the Texans and Bucks don't even merit a discussion? But I was, we're sorry. As I read it. I was surprised, yeah. but that we all two and six. They're starting quarterbacks after a few weeks. I mean, there's it's no, been a bad year. Yeah. There's no hope for the Bucks and the Texans. You you were potentially a Super Bowl contender if JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson were still playing, but they're not. Tom Savage is not saving your season. Although that's what we said about Sad. Brock well, Osweiler we, at this point last yes, year. Yes, we got them absolutely incorrect last year. Tom Savage may be real, but the playoff chances for his team, not real. Tom They're not. Vastly less real. Bears fans Bears fans could make a case that we're, we're short-circuiting them a little. They're feisty. They've got a defense. Crazier things mm. have happened. But In their I, hearts, but, they know we're right. But when yeah. you're three and five, you basically got to go – Six or seven out of eight down the stretch. I don't think the Bears are doing that. Now, part two of this exercise, we're going to each nominate uh, two teams uh, for discussion, general discussion. Again, to be forked, it has to be unanimous forking uh, to fork this right. Uh, So, Mark, get us going. Nominate a team. All right. I'm going to nominate a team that should have been, I think, in the damned eight if we had not had damn seven, and that is the Cincinnati They didn't have the same ring, you know. Doesn't have the same ring. Neither of this this team does not have a playoff ring. They don't have anything in their books and that I enjoy at all. They're hard to watch. The offense of the Bengals is putrid. The defense has a little bit going on, but that what does that mean when your team is getting when Andy Dalton is getting taken to the turf fourteen times a game? Didn't have anything going on nope. in Jacksonville. I'm That's telling you, sure. this team could have been forked three weeks ago. They're on my radar all season long, and they're out of my they're out of my life now. It should have happened a week ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I didn't believe in him before the season. You're gone. Bengals, you're out. Well, they're not out. Compelling you're argument. nominating them to be. I will that. lose trust for anyone that, that fights for this team. All right, I, let's talk about it. Does I, anyone. Well, Marvin Lewis is an idiot. Well, I'm, t- I'm tempted to just for the value of seeing what happens to Mark if, if I, <laughs> I mean, go for that. Good point. <laughs> I mean, I'll live. But that's also, that's also not treating the segment with any sort of dignity. Well, Greg's used to doing that. Look, I created this segment, so uh, I can make any rules I want on it. Uh, and uh, I'm saying that was on a different it, platform. I know it's like no, but I made I did it here too. Okay, really what else? Too. All right, here so we I'm go. Saying the, the idea was you're saying the season is <laughs> is totally over, and could the Bengals rally? They do have some talent, Pro- probably not. But well, crazier things have happened. So you're gonna keep. So them what alive. are you saying? 
Outside I, of the, making it very clear that you created the segment, what well, else just, do you have to offer I'm, on the Bengals? I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I guess I'll keep them my life. <laughs> okay. Oh Dan's begging me to. Dan's begging me to. I really wasn't going to. Okay. Do well, not, no, if you don't right. believe in it, don't don't keep them alive. Yeah, if you do, I just want you to actually believe it. Not Are you just cratering under a, Dan's a peer pressure right now, Greg? <laughs> no, Greg created the, the game, schedule. so no one will affect him. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> My game. I'm not saying that. I'm Greg. It, you're you're, saying, you're saying if anyone. You're lucky I'm letting you even use the wording of this game. <laughs> I have the fork. <laughs> On two platforms. <laughs> Go ahead. Greg. Go ahead with what? <laughs> Are you going to fork him or not? No. Yes. No, we're going to fork him. Okay. Fork him. Fork him. Fork him. Stick a fork in him. I think that might affect also a Greg sandwich bet, if I if I recall. Uh oh. I'm not sure. Well, what's what, yeah? I'm not sure. That then in the season. Sure. Um, I rewatching the Bengals game yesterday. They are so lifeless. You pointed one great thing what? out. They, when they kneel on the ball to end the game when you're losing, eh, how am I supposed to think that you're still you got some fighting? Great point. They still can't get Joe Mixon going. It's like I just I don't get the right. offense. Colleen, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins in this one. You need uh, you have to nominate them. I'm nominating. Yes. Is yeah, that okay, I'm Greg? going that, with that's my. How we do that's that. fine. Okay. That's fine. Following Thank protocol, you, Greg. Yeah. This this is up to standards. Okay, cool. I'm Connie nominating Fox. the Dolphins. And a little salty, and everybody a little salty today. I like it. <laughs> they're coming off. They're coming off their best offensive performance of the year. But don't. I mean, pay no mind to that at all. The offense is still on pace to be the worst offense statistically in team history. They're last in so many different categories: points per game, yards per play, big plays, offensive touchdowns. I mean. It, this team just, it stinks. There's nothing that mm. makes me optimistic when I'm watching them. And they get rid of Jay Ajayi, and I know that they're two backs. They they did okay, and they and they looked good, but I cannot get behind this team. Last year, Especially I, in that division. Last year, I saved us from making a charitable donation to the city of Miami. A real hero move by me. Wow. Because uh, the Dolphins are nominated this time last year, and I said, no, let's let's give it a few weeks. And I feel the same way about this Dolphins team. Do I believe in Jay Cutler? No. But do I believe in the AFC, especially the yeah. back end of the AFC? Not at all. So if the Dolphins at four and four right now, they're the seventh seed right now. If the season ended today, they wouldn't make the playoffs, but they're right outside the playoffs. Um, this is saying they have no hope whatsoever. No ch- of making the playoffs. Can I say they have no chance? They, I can't say that. So I'm, I well, we could I, just I, play it safe with all the teams. How about yeah. we do that? Well, I like, <laughs> I like that response, like that attitude. There's only four teams I, I, in the AFC that even have five plus wins right now. I do now. remember one year where I think I tried to kill the segment by saying let's fork everyone, and it worked. Three ah. teams came back to get at us, but I guess it didn't kill the segment. Well, we have three straight primetime games to watch the Dolphins, so lucky us. Um, Another anybody, one. So oh, I, yeah, they're in Carolina Monday night. I'm blocking this fork, but am I alone? Do you got Greg and Mark? Just because of the AFC thing, I just... I. <laughs> One of these weird, crappy teams is going to make some sort of a run, and the Dolphins did it last year. They were just as coach. lost this time last so, year. I would think the the Bengals to me would be more likely to make a run than the Dolphins of all. Well, teams. too late. So I would go with the Bengals, so I would fork them. I'm saying by that logic, Bengals are gone. But so two out of four is not going to get it done. I'm sorry, right. Colleen. Do not uh, take it out on us personally. Okay. With any you can have first. the Dolphins. I think the 31st best team in the league, according to Football Outsiders, before last week, which you know, they weren't too bad. That might have been one of their better games. Mm. Mm. All right. I will nominate a team now, and I'm going to go big, go home situation. Go big or go home, they say. Right. I ain't going home. I'm going big. So I'm going to nominate the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. Now, Whoa. they, like the Dolphins, are 4-4. Four and four. They, are project- they are eighth seed right now. Um, one however, game out of the playoffs. One game out of the playoffs. All that checks out. So I'm basing this more on just what I've seen from this team, and this team, to me, doesn't have it. Whatever it is, I don't think this team has it. I think they, the offense is legitimately uh, lost, and I think there will be changes uh, in the leadership after the season. I don't think it's something that gets fixed. Um, I don't think the Falcons are going to the playoffs. So I, I see them as a 500 team that they'll continue to scuffle and disappoint and put up 20-point games, and I don't think they're going to find it in the second half. That's why I nominate them, and I understand if it's going to get blocked here, 
but I'm just going to put it out there now that I, I think I've seen enough of Atlanta to say this ain't their year. You have my vote because it's not just that they don't seem to have it. So many other teams in the NFC right now are starting to get their sea legs under them. I, I think the Falcons get – I could see them as an 8-8 eight and eight team that misses the party and I know it's a little bit edgy. They're four and four, but uh, yes, you have my vote. The schedule is a strong case against them because they have the Cowboys, the Seahawks, they have the Saints twice. They've had the easier part of their schedule already. They have the Panthers uh, coming up too again, and the Vikings. That's a lot of the top teams. Basically, all the teams in front of them. You could look at it like they're they're in trouble. Then again, they at least can take out the teams in front of them. They've, they've, they've they they played too well for me to discount them. I, okay. I definitely will keep them alive. Okay, That's I wouldn't fair. block them. I'm with you on it. I you would block them. I, I would not. I would fork them. I would not. Okay. Yeah. I oh, you would fork I would fork them. I'm with you on this. I mean, we have zero predictive value in general, but this was the team we thought maybe has the best roster in the entire NFL going into the season. We talked about it on this podcast. And they're 4-4. Four and four. Even their wins haven't been good, though. I mean, you look at the, the win over the Jets. That wasn't convincing. And they they barely beat the Bears, right? right. They've been bad at home. Uh, they uh, they looked so shook against the been... Patriots. Disappointing, Greg. You're going to keep them alive. Let's see I'll if you save us or if we're left smarting. I'll keep them alive. Luck is the Smart. most important factor in a in a team schedule. They get a little lucky, they can make a run. All right, Greg, nominate somebody. I will nominate, and I know uh, because you're sitting to my left, Dan. This will be tough, but in in Mark's idea of being a little bolder in, in predicting, I'm going to. Nominate the New York Jets. They've been a nice story, but people making a case that, oh, they've been playing pretty well. They've lost three out of four. They, unlike almost anyone that we're bringing up, has five losses. So they essentially have to run the table, saving one loss. Maybe nine wins gets you in. They probably have to go six out of seven. I'm saying they got to go six out of seven. They're not a good team. They're a team that plays hard, but they do nothing well in particular. There's a reason that they're buried on the football outsiders efficiency, you know, in in the final seven or eight teams, because they're a team that's mostly playing over their heads. And if they play to their best ability, I think they can get to eight wins. And so that's not enough. I don't think they have any chance of winning six out of seven games down the stretch when you have, what do you have, the Patriots? Well, the schedule's yeah. rough. You have the At Patriots Bucks, twice. The you have some possible wins, but you have the Patriots twice. You have the Chiefs. No, you have the Patriots once. Oh, and, they, and the they, already bar- they should have beaten the Patriots in that game if it weren't for the officials. Mm-hmm. Well, it could have been. What? I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, yeah. They, they would have been a lock to win the right. game if they closed the That's game fine. three. But I'm saying that they played the Patriots tougher than anyone expected. They play the Bucks this week. They can get to 5-5. Five and yep. five. Not sure. a human being on the planet. But the Bucks game five it points, five. proves my point, I think, which is that would anyone really be that surprised if the Jets lost to the Bucks? Is any game a lot? I wouldn't be surprised if almost any team outside of right. three teams loses yeah, to anyone. I'm That's just this saying, NFL season. To me, their best case scenario is about eight and eight. So I'm not I would feel totally confident in forking them. These are the teams that are ahead of the Jets right now. The Raiders four and five, the Ravens four and five. The Dolphins four and four, so it's like it's not like having those teams five are all losses. out of the playoffs. You need to pass them and then get into right. the playoffs. All right, uh, all right. Well, that's a, that's a, obviously a good point. Uh, but okay, you have the Titans; uh, they're a division leader. You have the Jaguars at five and three. I'm not worried about the other the teams. I'm worried about the Jets. I don't think the Jets are well, you good just enough. Asked me to bring up the teams that right. were in the <laughs> right. I, I'm just saying there's they're not going to pass teams because they're not going to win enough games. All right. Uh, that's fair. I'm obviously going to block you, but not because I'm a homer and because more because I don't believe in really 90 percent of the teams in the league. So anytime you look at the schedule, oh, it looks like a tough schedule. But it's like, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens down the stretch. Right. Of this game. It's the same way that that Mark was betting not uh, betting against the Bengals. To me, they both have five losses. You just think they're not a very good team. I think the Jets are a better team than the Bengals. Let's start right yeah. there. And if it, 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 the AFC could easily send an eight-win team into the wild card round, and and the Jets, and I know it's it, you can look at all the metrics and they're not wrong and all that stuff, but it's like everyone had them losing to the Bills on Thursday night. And they wax the Bills, a team that we've sure. been called beautifully coached and playing above their heads. The if, Jets take them out. I if mean, they play like that the rest of the season, they have a chance. That was the anomaly. That was by far their best game of the season. Right. And we'll see if they build on it. Put it this way. I'm not with you, Greg, but if they do go to Tampa and lay an egg against Ryan yes. Fitzpatrick, well, then, no of course Evans, then you're over. four and then you're, yeah. Yeah. It's a team on paper that shouldn't be doing what it's doing right now, yeah. but it does it every week. It, it, it's surprising. And I think you tweeted about it, Dan. You said that they're a really good, bad team. They're, they are. And that's so, so true when you watch them. And that's, and that's but, yeah, I th- it's a weird year. All right, one more time. We got to kind of move. 
Uh, Colleen has her meeting. I have a meeting I got to go to. Go ahead, Mark. I will go Ravens. And look at the Ravens. You will what? I will nominate the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) And it's not just that I'm trying to eliminate the entire AFC North, but the the Ravens to me have an unwatchable, unfixable offense. Uh, The one concern is in 2012, they looked about this bad at points and then suddenly became a Super Bowl team. I just don't see that with this. I like their defense in every other game, basically. But the Ravens, to me, get left out of this party. They their offense is going to sink them. I I, I like the, the I like what you're going for here, Mark. Cincinnati and Baltimore. You want all the teams in the AFC North to be as forked as the Cleveland Browns. That's what this is about. Is well, the Browns are forked by like Halloween every single year that I work here, so I could care less about. But your that point dynamic. being is that it's a terrible division. It's it's an overrated Ravens. division, and if you just started fresh with football this year, people would not think highly of the Ravens the way that they do because of what they've done in the past, which right. is fair. Yeah. Let's go around, Colleen. Your thoughts on fork them? I I can't stand the offense. It's so boring to watch. They can't get anything done. This team is not playing. Uh, in the second week of January. It's not happening. I'm forking them. I'll keep them alive. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, they're the Ravens. They have a defense. They have something going for them. <laughs> Why not? Is that another shot at Mark? No. no. I think they have a good defense, too, but I just I mean, like they're not a playoff team in my book. Like, well, that's the point is we're always looking backwards. We have no clue what's going to happen forward. And the, well, what's the point and the of this Ra- exercise? No, I know, but the Ravens, <laughs> the Ravens are a Your team logic. that has showed many times that they can improve throughout the season. That they have a good coaching staff. That they have a defense. They have something going for them. It's they they would need to get lucky in a really bad AFC. It's the same reason why Dan is keeping the the Jets alive. To me, to say that that the Jet that the Ravens would have no chance to make a little bit of a run from four and five, the same record as the Jets. It seems no, a I don't think wild. the Jets. Here's the difference since you brought up the Jets. The Jets may not do anything extremely well, but they do a lot of things proficiently, and that's why they've been able to hang in all these games. Like what? Play defense, uh, score points. They've been a below average defense for the season. A below uh, average. Uh, no, what I'm saying is. Well, Greg's kind of the expert here. I know. No, it, it, it's it's I'm saying game. the Ravens why have. Why don't you do this segment by yourself, Greg? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying the Ravens have a nice defense. They have a top what five. They have, they have, you're not letting me finish my point. Right. The Ravens have. One of the worst offenses in football. Right. And to me, that's enough for me to say they're just not going to win games because they're not going to score enough points. They have a dreadful offense and their quarterback and their lack of playmakers. To me, that's a death knell for them. The one go the one concern I'd have and I'm forking him still their schedule is a little light. Right. That's that's but, the only difference. But the t- other teams are looking at the Ravens the and saying the same thing about the Ravens. That's the well, only difference just... between them and the Jets is I look at them and I see like, well, they got a chance every week and it's the Ravens. I'm going out on a, I'm I'm sticking with it and it's not happening because Greg's not doing matter. it. Wait, did you, didn't you fork the Jets? Though? Yes. But, that's that's what I was I was saying if 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 you look at these two teams and you look at the schedules, I give the Ravens a chance to get from a 4 and 5. It's tough to get from 4 and 5 to the playoffs. You pretty much have to get lucky every okay. week. All right, uh, who's up? Is it? Is it? It's Colleen. Colleen. All right, I'm gonna nominate nice. the Packers. I know it's crazy. I feel like this is the first year that you would that they would be yeah. mentioned in this uh, segment. But as we talked about at the top of the show, the offense they can't score points. We saw Brett Hundley. I mean, Mike McCarthy had two weeks to basically put a game plan together here, and the game plan was for Hundley to just throw all the passes basically at or behind the line of scrimmage. And and when he did go deep, it was like he just held onto the ball so long. Like Greg said, I mean, this team, I have no confidence that they're going to be able to gain any ground in the division because now the Lions are – they have the tiebreaker, and so they're even with the Packers now in the division with the Vikings on top. They play the Bears this week. I just – I lost any faith in them yeah. last night. I just don't think Hundley's going to be able to move the team. He doesn't look ready for that type of responsibility. So They don't really have anything to, to hang their hat on. They don't have yeah. something that gives them hope for – uh, all right, I will nominate Sad. the Stick a fork in them. Super Bowl 50 champions, the Denver Broncos. Oh. So now, do they have something to hang a hat on? Yeah, their defense. It's a great defense. But even that uh, unit has shown some signs of slippage, and maybe that's all tied into the, how the offense is so badly underperformed. Trevor Simeon's on the bench. Brock Osweiler comes in, and now apparently they're running Brock out for another start, and I don't, uh, I don't imagine that's going to go extremely well. They're three, <laughs> <I can't believe> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> they're three and five with the Patriots up next. 
and and to me that that spells three and six, and then you're getting into that situation. Even if it's a, a down year where nine wins gets you in, or even a crazier with eight, you still have to almost play flawless football. I don't think this team has it in them, so I am nominating the Denver Broncos. I will I will stamp that. Yes, with you. A rubber stamp. Rubber stamping. Yeah. That. Rubber I'm, stamp. I, I like rubber I'm into stamp. it as well. I mean, especially after last week against the Eagles, I thought that everybody was talking about the defense and how great it was, and then the Eagles carved them up. Yeah, crazier things have happened than the Broncos making a run. Like I don't think like. But you got to pick some teams. I don't think they're going to be one of those teams. You think they're out? Sure. We have four. I wouldn't want to anger them. Wow. No, wait a second. I don't want to be like that either. No, it's fine. Yeah. Fork them. You're okay with it? I'm good. Broncos, done. Yeah. Woo. Sorry, Denver. You've had a lot of nice times. Greg, your turn. Carson Palmer went down for the season. The Cardinals season was over. They played, you know, La di da, you win on in San Francisco. I'm not too excited about that. There's there's almost no way in a better conference to imagine Drew Stanton winning enough games. So I nominate the Cardinals. Easy for me. I agree. Uh, Is David Johnson coming back. They, we're definitely setting the record of would, uh, forking teams at 500 or or one, within one of 500. We're so dancing with there, the devil. There's yeah. definitely no way that all of these teams don't make the playoffs. <laughs> we'll I, I would put a sandwich on that someone beats. Well, we're cross-pollinating the games. I like it. <laughs> Especially after, like, I don't know, Adrian Peterson, he looked really good this past week. I can't really say that. He hasn't gotten standing. out of bed since the game, but. I know, really I know. Good. I'm not going to fork him yet. Oh, I'm not going to fork him yet. Mm, I like that. Colleen yeah. wow. blocking How about that? A blockade. Yeah, Cardinals I'm blocking blockade. it. It's not blocking actually it. how the game works, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> All right, I gotta go Call to my meeting. I like this right. Greg Collins radar scenario. I love this. <laughs> it has legs. Um, all right, so the Cardinals do not get blocked. All right, here. Yeah. In addition to those seven teams from earlier: Browns, Niners, Giants, Colts, Bucks, Texans, and Bears. We add to that list three more teams for ten. Ten out of thirty-two are done. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Green Bay Packers, and the Denver Broncos, all forked by the Around the NFL pod- podcast. Now, again, we can be wrong, and if we are wrong, yep, Colleen's taking out her purse. One of those big giant right. mom pocketbooks from the 80s. Yeah. And she'll dig out her checkbook and she'll cut a big <laughs> one. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm basically new money now. Yeah. Chargers uh, and Raiders didn't even get mentioned. Yeah. Chargers and Raiders, we, we kind of discussed. Well, we ran out of time. Kind of ran out of time, but. Uh, we all like them enough. Yeah, to we're give gonna, them a shot I would have blocked the Raiders. Colleen's yeah. got to go. And Christian Anderson behind the glass, a very, almost a strangely passionate uh, endorsement in terms of let's get the Seahawks. Wow. Um, uh, forked in week nine, which is uh, just a wild, uh, wild thing going on. I would there. still I, they were my Super Bowl pick. I would still stick with that. Why not? Uh, I like the daringness by Christian, though. Christian, do you want to explain the mania behind that uh, that uh, push? Well, I know it's Greg's game, but I thought this was a, an instance <laughs> where you're supposed to kind of go out on a limb and not just yeah. choose Marks Brown. So I thought uh, yeah. a team that perhaps down the stretch is going to have some trouble. A team that has to play the Eagles at Jacksonville, yeah. at Dallas, against the Rams. And they let They're Kirk the Cousins go down the field in 35 seconds in four plays. The Legion of Boom is no more. Oh, I like Whoa. that. You know, I like that. Now, and, Christian, and, and, that's yeah, a playoff wait. run you just mentioned yeah. for the Seattle. Now, Christian, just one more thing, though. Yes. Because um, I know you've already made your formal nomination. Yes. Do you honestly believe the Seahawks have no chance of making the playoffs? I think they have a chance. I just think their chances are not as great as some people make them. So okay. it's more like an onion hanger. You throw. If they have a chance, then you, you don't fork them. Although, then we get really down the weeds because do we really believe none of these teams have even the smallest? And of course, we I acknowledge believe, it. I sincerely believe all these teams are dead. <laughs> Maybe uh, Legion of Boom, Dan. You know, I know you're a music guy. Maybe they should be sub pop out of Seattle because they've lost it. Yeah, they're not no longer. <laughs> A major Love label. It. Yes. Uh, it's like when Nirvana went to, what was it, uh, Geffen Records. Yes. Although some people would probably say Nirvana was better when they were sub-pop. I mean, Bleach. I mean. <laughs> a little Bleach talk in the well, I like this. We bled into an entirely different production. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian. Uh, that, uh, that was not accepted as a nomination uh, to the greater group, but I think it was important that you're, you, you got your voice there because I, we admired it, the, you know, the onions involved. That's all. Christian Anderson, my best. Does a great Anyone show. that wants to get on Job the radar of Seahawks Twitter, you know, has my <laughs> sympathy. Yeah, do you have a Twitter handle that the Seahawks fans can get at you on? 
You you can find me at Chris Anderson sixty Anderson S E N like Hans Christian oh. Anderson. Bring it right. Yeah, Bring and it. Really, I'm happy with your little tweets. And Seattle like, Northwest. I like the Seahawks. Uh, no, 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 not no, you can't just at this not point this year. You got to go irreparable comments by you. Okay. You're not. There's no saving you. Understood. The um, ATN video show that Christian Anderson so finally uh, produces for us uh, will uh, go up live on our website tonight. Uh, Tuesday at hmm, you would think I would remember this is it nine I believe it's six thirty Western time or Pacific time and Western six thirty old Western time okay six thirty Pacific time nine thirty Eastern time overseas that's your problem not, not it's actually ours. six o'clock oh it's six oh so it's good the way we arranged it they'd miss at least half the show all right so here we go start it over it is nine p.m. Eastern six p.m. Pacific. Overseas, still a major logistical problem for you. Half an hour before what you would have had to figure out initially. All right. And uh, so check that out, uh, the ATN video show. It's our Tuesday show. Every week it's, uh, it's up on the website. And we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we will recap uh, the game that we previewed today and then go into a breakdown of all uh, the games in week 10, Mark. Mark, just about over the season now. We're just, you know, we're going into the final home stretch. I think now we are at the, the midpoint everyone is so in love with. I think it's about now. It's maybe after this week. Is the midpoint? Or after next week. Okay. It's a little confusing. A lot of confusing things on today's show. Let's, uh, let's end it. Let's, uh, let's, let's move forward as a group. Stan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The Tiny Box. Yo, boss. Christian Anderson behind the glass and Lindsay Fulton. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.